So welcome everyone to another Change Your Game with GTD podcast. My name is Robert Peek. I'm here with Todd Brown. Hello, everybody. Hey, Todd. So once again, the purpose of this podcast series is to help you understand how the Getting Things Done GTD methodology uh, can support you in getting more done, but also having more focus, uh, less stress, uh, being present. And I think the fundamental experience that I go for and encourage others to go for in GTD is that sense that you can trust your choices moment to moment. And that, I think, is a big um, a big key to understanding whether you are being productive in the true sense of the word, uh, in the sense of kind of living and fulfilling your best potential and, and your life, both in life and in work. So that's what we're always aiming for here. And uh, our, our conversations range pretty widely, as you can imagine, around around that topic. And one of the one of the big ones that seems to be really up for a lot of people, we were talking just just beforehand about this, is um, is meetings and virtual meetings in particular, uh, because we're so you know I joke that I live in these little boxes like uh, you know Hollywood Squares or the Brady Bunch if you're if you're American or I think there's some equivalents here in the UK, but it just you know it feels like life life is in boxes right now. And so if you got to be in lots of these meetings, and if these meetings are in some ways a little more stressful perhaps than being in person and being able to read a lot more people's body language and at least have consistent backgrounds, right? That you're not just trying to figure out, oh, is that is that their kitchen? Is that their off? Um, if you got to be in these meetings, you might as well make them as effective as possible. So we're going to talk a little bit today about meeting effectiveness in, in the era of lots and lots of virtual and digital meetings on Zoom and Teams and those, those kinds of things. Um, Todd, do you want to kind of kick us off maybe with some of some of what you're seeing out there with people in terms of of how they're doing meetings and what's working, what's not, what you what you see and might recommend to people if they came to you and said, our meetings just aren't, we know it, we don't know why, but our meetings just aren't as effective as they could be. What are your thoughts? Well, yeah, I mean, I think a really interesting fundamental question for any meeting is why are we here? And I think for an awful lot of people um, and for an awful lot of meetings, the reason is the reason that we're here in this meeting this week is we have this meeting every week and we've had this meeting every week for the last two years and the cast of characters hasn't really changed much. So that's why we're here. Okay. So I think it never hurts to ask the fundamental question. What's the purpose of this meeting? And you can think of, uh, about the purpose, I suppose, really in two ways. You can think about the purpose in terms of the the bigger picture, if it is in fact an ongoing meeting, right? It's a, it's a regular meeting. Then, then why is it a regular meeting, right? So what what's its 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 purpose in the in the long term? Um, and then thinking about that 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 purpose question in a little bit more of a micro way, why are we here today? I think is another interesting question, right? And this is where a nice little overlap with with the GTD um, language around uh, desired outcomes becomes, I think, very helpful, right? So people can say at the beginning of a meeting, you know, some of the, some of the best meetings um, that I've taken part in, it's, it's very clear to people, what are we gonna, what does done look like today, right? So this meeting will be complete when what? And you can either, you can, you can make that happen. You can come to that agreement in a number of different ways. You can, you can do it in advance of the meeting. If that's appropriate, you can do it on the day. You can do a mix, right? So if there's sort of, you know, I, I had a meeting on on Wednesday morning this week with the um, uh, with the German uh, with the German uh, trainer community, um, 
And uh, we had a couple of topics that we knew that those were going to be things we were going to want to discuss. But then there was also some flexible time where people could bring up other topics that they thought were important. So, so again, it can be a little bit of a, of a, of a mix. But I think um, at some point, you need to be clear in the meeting, what, what does Doug look like, right? Um, so yeah, those are some those are some initial thoughts. What what's uh, what's on your radar about all this? What's what are what have your experiences been? I think that's a great point and a great place to start. Is at the beginning a very good place to start? Obviously, um, you know that that um, we think about what is the desired outcome. And I've and I've had some clients um, rather effectively implement almost kind of a almost kind of a policy in their world, particularly senior people, where they say, "Look, I'm I'm not going to accept the meeting until you tell me what." The desired outcome is here. You, know, you don't have to give me a, law, a long formal agenda. We don't have to know exactly how it's going to go in advance, but you need to tell me what you want to get out of this meeting. You know, is it is it to inform people? Is it to make a particular decision? Is it to get buy-in? Why are we doing this before we even put it in put it in the calendar? I thought that was interesting, and they they've reported that that's actually been pretty pretty effective for them. You know, that that uh, rather than I bet you're wondering why I called you here today. They say, "Look, here's here's why we're all meeting right in the invitation." So I thought that was I thought that was great. Um, totally agree with you about deciding when when this thing will be done based on it, you know, in terms of the outcome. And I think there's really kind of two uh, two possibilities. One, you run out of time, right? Um, and you're very likely to have that happen if you don't have an outcome, um, you know. Or or two, you get there and potentially you get there early. Wouldn't that be amazing? So I've seen people use what we call ragged time as well as a way to try to just give themselves some breathing room in their own calendars. Uh, a lot of people I'm, I'm working with lately have back-to-backs. And you can imagine back-to-back Zooms. A lot of what's going on now is I think people are saying, well, you don't need travel time. It's, you know, it's all, this, it's all the same. We just completely back-to-back them. And of course, um, in in my world, back to back meetings are a little rude because you're you're basically sub optimizing the end of one and the beginning of another, and you're you're guaranteeing you're going to be late at least a couple minutes late. And to me, being being on time is is pretty important, right? I have respect for everyone. And by the way, the only way to be on time is to be comfortable being a little bit early. Right? You just you, you got to aim for early if you're going to show up on time. So ragged time means like twenty five or fifty five minute meetings. Um, because often meetings just fill the available space, as, as you know. But I, I love the idea of being totally willing to end early. You know, I've, I've had um, seminars even where we ended, you know, five minutes early. And some part of me as a, as a seminar leader is going, oh, you know, is it, it, aren't they paying me to fill up every moment of time? And, and the answer is no, they're paying me for an outcome. That's what we're going toward. If they can get five minutes back to go and you know grab a cup of tea and an apple before their next meeting, that works really well for everyone. So being willing, I think, to to end early uh, if the outcome is is achieved, I think, is another another big one. Mm-hmm. Um, but as you and I know, you know, having coming away with projects and actions too is is super super important. Um, so I'm curious if if any of that sparks any kind of intersection with how we how we've been doing meetings. I think we've been doing meetings pretty effectively, and I don't think we're just patting each other and ourselves on the back when we say that. I think um, you know the, the general agreement is, yeah, they're pretty pretty short, sharp, and focused. We actually kind of look forward to getting you know roadblocks and impediments busted through, and and getting on and back to back to our list and back to doing. Um, so we look forward to the meetings as a means to progressing things. You know, I think often. So, any thoughts on? 
stuff maybe we could raid or or kind of deconstruct from what we've been doing to help others have have more effective meetings yeah and and again i i think i agree with you i mean i think about the meetings that we have at uh at next action associates and i and i compare those to the meetings that i used to have in in my previous career in in you know very large corporate organizations for example and in, in some uh some medium organizations, and I agree with you. I mean, they they are um, they are much much more effective. There's much less ambiguity. There's much more of a sort of sense of of a, that we don't have any heroic leaders in the room who are sort of the people who are making all the decisions. We have you know, there's a lot of input from a lot of different people. Everybody feels as though their voice is heard, and and um, it might yeah it might be helpful for for me to just very quickly sort of do an overview, if you will, for our regular meetings. So I'm talking about our our team meetings now. We're we're a virtual organization. We do have people that are that are you know dotted a bit all over the world, and so we um, we do tend to get together virtually most most times. Sometimes, well, pre pre Corona, that was also was also the case that we would have uh, you know a bunch of people in a room, and then possibly some other people uh, joining us remotely. But the basic outline of the meeting is that we will we'll do a round of check ins, and the, the idea behind a check in is simply. Uh, you know, 30 seconds, whatever it is, what's on your mind, what's been happening for you in the last little while. The wording we use is, hey, what if you were to express it, what would hit, what would help you to be more fully present in the room, right? It might be that you decide, hey, there's something that's on my mind, it feels a bit worrying, and you want to express that, or maybe you're celebrating something or whatever. So everybody does a round of check-ins. Um, we follow that then with um with what we call stats. <clears throat> and in stats, what we're doing is we're going through a um, we're going through a review of things that we agree that we're going to look at every every meeting. Okay, so they might be uh, they might be sales results and sales projections. They might be the um, what are the uh, uh, what are the enrollment rates for the public seminars that are coming up? Right. What are the financial results that we've that we've uh, had from the from the finance function over the last little while. So we have these things that we just agree, hey, it's valuable for everybody to have a look at these on a regular basis and we go through them. Okay. And it's, you know, it's it's probably max, you know, three or four minutes for each thing. It's not a hugely deep dive, but at least everybody then has a has a sense of what the, the core data looks like. We then do um we then do a review of the last meetings, um, the last meetings uh, projects and and next action. So it's the job of somebody in each meeting to keep track as we're making our way through the meeting. What's decided about? Okay, who's what are the projects we've agreed are going to happen, and who's got them? And again, if it's appropriate, what are the next actions, and who's got them? Okay, and those are documented in a you know, pretty straightforward, just sort of a word table. Um, and we go through those. Okay, we, we everybody gets a chance for a, a quick update, right? If somebody's got a project and and they committed to that project, they'll give us a quick update. Yeah, it's done or it's not quite done, and you know, I've got some issues, whatever. But it's a quick, it's a quick sort of um, uh, you know twirl through through all of that, so that we're all clear. You know, the things that we agreed in the in the last meeting, where are they? And then, and this is the bit that that I think. Um, I, I really enjoy this a lot. And I think it, again, goes back to the, the point that everybody has a voice in our meetings. What we do is we do what we call dynamic agenda creation. And what we mean by that is everybody can specify um, a topic. That it could be anything, right? It could be, uh, you know, it could be, I think we should all have 
uniforms and name tags. I'm just making it up. I had never thought about that, Robert. Maybe we should consider that. Um, uh, or it could be, hey, I really think that this thing we did on this project was not aligned with our strategy. That feels wrong to me and we should talk about it, right? So so this is um, this is a chance for everybody to uh, to get to get out on the table the things that they want to discuss. And then, and this is the thing that I think, you know, as I talk to clients about the way that we, we manage these things, um, the next thing I think is, is a surprise to a lot of people. <clears throat> we then take the number of topics that we have. So let's say it's, you know, let's say it's 10 topics, right? And we divide the amount of time that we have left in the meeting so that all of those topics, so that we know maximum how much time does each of those topics get. So we just divide it evenly. Now we're flexible with it, right? So it could be that something ends up taking, you know, taking, you know, 30 seconds to just someone gets a quick update or someone has a question. Um, so it's not as though it's it's terribly rigid, but we do have somebody in the meeting who's keeping time and making sure that we're not going wildly over um, so that so that we can all be aware that we want to make sure that we get all of the topics out of the table. And it's funny, as I as I thought about that when we first started to do it, I thought, um, you know, that feels it feels a little bit inconsistent to say that all of these topics, regardless of the level of, you know, strategic nature or tactical nature, should get the, the same amount of time. But what I found that that really does instill is a discipline that says all of this is going to get discussed by the end of the day. So again, back to the point of everybody's got a voice. No one's going to walk out of the meeting without their topic being discussed. And I think that that, that confidence um, really does bring something to the table. And I'll just say one more thing. Um, um, if there is a big topic, right, and, and let's say we have 10 minutes per topic, I'll just pick a, pick a number, and we get to the end of those 10 minutes, and it's really clear that we're not there, right? We, we, I mean, one possibility, by the way, after those 10 minutes is somebody has got a project. The project could be go away and look into this more fundamentally and come back to the group and report, right? Could be. But sometimes what will happen is then we'll just decide, hey, you know what we need to do here? We need to set up a separate meeting, which will be dedicated to that topic, and that does happen reasonably frequently. So we go through all of the agendas, okay, and at the end we have a round of checkouts, and we're done. So, um, so yeah, I hope I hope I've done that justice. I'm interested. I mean, you've obviously been in been in these meetings as well. I'm interested, uh, you know, what you might highlight or what you might think I I uh, I left out or, or under or overemphasized. What's your take on it? No, I think that's great, and that definitely has been my experience. And just reflecting on it, I think maybe one of the that we are in fact enthusiastic about meetings rather than uh, as some people sort of sort of dread and get meeting fatigue is that we do all get kind of get our issues addressed in some way and I, and like you said I think some people find it amazing that we scale the time that way but again it's a it's really just a notification hey it's we've reached the 8 minute mark certainly we can you know we can do with what we want with that and as you say in all cases Saying, okay, someone owns this project to go away and get more information, do more research, schedule a follow-up meeting with the, the correct players rather than the whole team, um, you know, is is an option to get that one handled and move on to the next one. So in a funny way, it's almost like inbox processing, right? You know, we've just created a group mind sweep. Uh, the group mind sweep, you know, then we 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 pick through. But it's not actually a mind sweep, just just to be clear. So this is this is what we do as a regular practice, our regular meeting where we get kind of everything handled that the whole group needs. And so for that, I have an agenda list for, you know, the, the all team, the all hands, all team meeting. And I'm always thinking, you know, is this a topic where actually I need to discuss this with the whole team? That's what goes on that agenda. That's what ends up in the meetings. So part of this too, is I'm not going to put an agenda item that I just need to talk to Todd about. 
on the all team meeting. And I've seen that a lot. I've seen, you know, big company meetings where someone really just, you know, is talking to one or two other people. And that could have been a breakout rather than taking the whole group's time. So in advance, we're thinking about what is the appropriate regularly scheduled meeting uh, that, that this agenda item belongs in. You know, I feel like it needs FaceTime. I feel like it needs discussion. Do I need alignment from everyone? Do I just need alignment from a group? Can it be handled as an email? Right. So up front already, I think we're very much starting to parse and think about making those meetings effective when they happen by using GTD and in particular by using that agendas list. Um, now, as I mentioned, this is this is our routine meeting. You and I, just to debrief a couple of, of one-to-ones, uh, you and I had a meeting earlier this week, last week. Um, where it was very clear what the agenda was. You'd set up the meeting through your through through the through your assistant, and um, it said right there, you know, review review roles. So I knew that we were going to go in, review the roles. The desired outcome of the meeting was to make sure we were aligned on, you know, my my role set for the organization um, in advance of the big the big uh, end of year meeting that we're having next week. So that was very clear. We knew exactly what the outcome was. We got into it. Uh, we got it almost all done, and there was one item where I took away where I said, "Okay, I'm going to do some more clarification around this particular role and get it and get it back to you." So we went away went away with next actions, uh, and and achieved as much of the outcome as we could with the two of us there. Prior to that, I had a meeting with with uh, Ed our, the previous week, our, our uh, senior partner, and um, there he and I just collected agenda items. Right. So it really was just, here's my Ed list. And Ed said, here's my Robert list. And we said, right, let's just jam through them in the allotted time. Um, and the purpose there was just to raise the item, talk it through, potentially pull away a next action. And we did. You know, He pulled away some next actions to go and do some drafts of things. I took away some next actions to do some things for him. Um, we checked in on our waiting fors uh, dynamically just to see, hey, is there anything that's that's been out for a while? And then we went our separate ways. So there's different kinds of meetings. There's those with a very specific outcomes. There's one-to-ones with a lot of different agendas. And then there's, as you say, this big, uh, this, this uh, you know, team or regularly scheduled larger group meeting, um, all of which have a slightly different flavor. But I guess the thing I'm noticing as I kind of talk it out is that the agendas list is so important for setting those meeting ups, meetings up to be successful in terms of bringing the right things to the right meeting in the first place. And I think so many meetings get derailed, you know, because it's it's not really a topic for the whole group or it's not really appropriate or it just happens to be on someone's mind in the moment in that meeting and suddenly you get off on talking about that thing. Um, so I think doing the work in advance and everyone doing that work in advance is is a big factor in all of this. I don't know, what do you, what do you think? Yeah, I think that's right. I think, you know, we, um, the agendas lists and the waiting for lists, I think, whether whether it's uh, a one-on-one or whether it's a, it's a larger team meeting, I think can be really helpful um, ways for us to make sure that, again, we, we stay on purpose and we get the most out of the time that we spend in the meetings. I think, um, yeah, I, I, it occurs to me that I should also probably talk about what happens after the meeting, right? So um, going back to our, our regular meeting that I gave the outline for earlier, we do document the results of the meeting. So everybody gets that word table I was talking about all filled out with, here were all the projects that were agreed, here were all the next actions that were agreed. So again, no ambiguity. And also a great way in at, after the meeting is over for me to go back and just make sure, have I got all of the next actions and projects that I've got reflected in my system, right? So that they're going to make you know, they're going to make progress toward, uh, I'm going to make progress toward them in the next little while. Um, 
you know, people who are familiar with GTD and listening to you talk about the the, the kinds of meetings, you know, that you uh, that that you um, have had over the last little while, I think will recognize the conversation that you had with me, right? Was with with my you know with my managing partner hat on. One of the things that I look after is who does what in the organization, right? And so uh, the conversations we were having was a conversation about. Uh, in the horizons of focus model, right? So the the the, the six layer model um, that was at the um, areas of focus level. Okay, so that was a conversation about what what are what are you responsible for on an ongoing basis, right? In terms of your in terms of your roles, um, whereas the conversation you had with Ed, it sounds like was more uh, a tactical, right? It was more of a kind of a hey, these are the kinds of things that I've got going on. Not that some of those things might not have had strategic importance, but it wasn't about what role do you have? It was about what's going on for you, and I suppose for Ed with his roles, right? Primarily sales focused, and and uh, in that part of his world, um, what is what does that look like in terms of of, of his, uh, you know, what what he's doing, and you guys syncing up on those things, right? So so the the two meetings, again, back to your point, different purposes, right? Very different purposes, but um, uh, but because we were in agreement up front about what they're about. Uh, they can they can just unspool much much more effectively and efficiently. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. As I'm listening to you talk, I'm wondering if there's anything particularly different or unique about the fact that we're all re- meeting very much remotely these days, or largely remotely, um, in relation to the GTD model. And you know, on first first skim of what we're doing, I think a lot of what we were doing was documenting electronically using electronic systems to support our pre-meeting hygiene, if you like, in relation to agendas and, and waiting fors, um, you know, using using the digital tools so that we have as much offline access to the information about what's either happening before or after uh, the meeting already. So I'm not sure a lot has changed in terms of the best practices. I mean, other than obvious things like get up and stretch and, um, you know, don't leave your camera on if you're doing something that you don't want to be uh, appearing in the meeting and, uh, you know, tidy up your background a little. I'm, I'm, I'm not sure that there's a lot fundamentally different. I don't know. What, what do you think in terms of have things felt different for you or if any of your practices changed in relation to the digital meeting proliferation these days yeah i i think um it's an interesting one in in my in in talking to people i get a a variety of reactions right some people actually quite enjoy it you know they 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 feel i I was thinking the other day maybe we need um it's probably some variation of this idea of introversion versus extroversion right but some people work in a you know, in a in a in a Zoom world, uh, more more comfortably, right? There, there are people out there who say actually, and sometimes they say it because they have a lot of colleagues who are talking a lot about being fed up with Zoom meetings, right? So they talk about it maybe maybe uh, maybe quietly, but some people actually are um, reasonably happy, as it were, being being you know more or less forced to work from home uh, if they if they can, obviously. Um, so yeah, that's that's not unusual in my in my uh, experience. So I don't think it's it's necessarily a net negative for everybody. Um, that said, I think the things, you know, a couple of things that I've found work, um, uh, be as be as interactive as you can be. Right. And I know, you know, I know. For example, you do a lot of you do a, a lot of online um, 
uh, a lot of online seminar work and as well as coaching work. And I know one of the things that you do really well is making sure that you're using the tools that are available to make sure that people um, that people are interacting as much as possible, right? So that you're keeping their focus. And I love uh, something that you mentioned uh, a couple of months ago now, I think, and, and I use now in the seminars that I do online is you ask people at the beginning of the seminar in the chat function to um, to do things like say hello in their in their native language or to uh, type in the name of their favorite dessert or you know something. So you just get them started. Well, very practically, you make sure they've got the chat window open, right? So that's that's important. But you also get them started in um, in sort of uh, in sort of interacting in that way. And and I think that's really important, right? As soon as as soon as it starts to become lecture. Um, you, you can sort of tell, can't you? Or you can. You have your suspicions when somebody is. They've got their. Um, <clears throat> they've got their eyes to the camera, maybe, or slightly off, and you have the sense that maybe with with half an eye, they're also browsing the web or quietly typing email or doing something, right? So you want to make sure, as far as possible, that you're keeping their their focus. And by the way, going back to what we said at the beginning of the session. To the extent that it's clear why we're here, and to the extent that it's clear that everybody has input, and to the extent that it's clear that you know the the, the purpose the purpose is is not a mystery, um, you're probably more likely to keep people's focus, right? Because they're they're going to be able to say, hey, it's it's clear to me why why I should be focused. This this meeting is not just sort of, the, you know, we're in the last ten minutes and people are talking about stuff that's totally off topic, and I can shut off now, right? Which is the experience I think of a lot of people of their meetings. Um, so those are some quick things that come to mind. What what, what do you recommend reckon in terms of best practice? No, I think that's great. And and I think I haven't thought as much about outside of an educational context how useful these tools can be. But I think you're right. You know, warm warm people up, get them to say something in the chat. And then as we go along, you know, potentially you can you can use that to raise hand or or to uh, you know have someone uh, request request a moment to speak. Um Using polls, you know, polls can be a really fun, quick way to just go, hey, you know, how's everyone doing today? You know, one to five scale or, you know, whatever, whatever you want as a as a quick way to keep, keep get people engaged. Definitely having cameras on, you know, not not uh, tolerating a, a meeting culture where where people put their take their cameras off unless there's really a reason. And in which case, you know, just pop the reason in the chat. Hey, the kids, the kids crying or whatever. Right. You know, and most people understand that. Uh, sometimes when you are in this kind of weird new world, uh, you may need to go attend to something that obviously you wouldn't in a, in a real meeting. So treating treating virtual meetings like real meetings, I think, is important, but also taking advantage of some of the tools, you know, some of the stuff, the things you can do, like sending people very easily into a breakout room that would take several minutes to organize in terms of physical space and everything else for people to get together in smaller groups and do a brainstorm and bring it back to the larger group. But in in a situation like this, at a click of a couple of buttons, you're off brainstorming one-to-one. And very often I find it's a lot easier to interact in smaller numbers uh, in virtual meetings, it's just easier to it's easier to deal with a couple people on screen than a massive grid. You know of you know you feel like feel like the you know, the the uh, yeah you feel like a director you know or something like you've got all these different windows going on and um, so I think I think those things can help using the tools to your advantage can actually help and also just recognizing for some people as you said it is it is more kind of innervating for them to be on a screen. I know people also who cover up their own 
cover up their own face with a post-it note. They're, they're tired of looking at themselves. Um, I generally don't look at myself. I, I Right now, I, I look into the camera and I, I just pretend there's a friendly person on the other side of the camera. Luckily, in this case, it's true. It's Todd. But um, but yeah, I just I just pretend I pretend that's you. And as a result, I'm able to actually look, you know, more look you in the eye, as it were, even though I'm not actually looking looking at your image. So I mean, those are those are a little bit in the realm of of kind of tricks, I think, or tips and tricks. But um, I think also it does come back to a real important GTD principle, which is understanding your own energy levels and, and energy management and self-management, you know, in, in a lot of ways and supporting the group, the more wide group in those kinds of things too. And we all just need, we need help, you know, when emails just a click away and so much else is, com- is piling up during the meeting, you really want to make it sharp, efficient, but also as much as possible, you know, maybe, maybe a bit fun and interactive and, and interesting. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. hopefully that, that breathes a little bit of life into into meetings as well. Looks like we're coming coming on time. This is a topic I think we can we can talk a lot about because uh, it is I think a real pain point for people and I think something that we've investigated a lot, you know, for for ourselves about how do we how do we really make this work? Because as much as we like hanging out with each other, just socially and whatever else, uh, we're very doing focused in this organization. So seeing meetings very I think as a means to getting stuff unstuck, getting stuff flowing, getting alignment, and then going off and doing, right? That meetings aren't where we live. They're one tool we kind of have at our disposal. So wrapping up, closing up, any um, any parting parting shots, parting thoughts on, uh, on making meetings effective? Um, um, I think, you know, I'm, uh, it's funny, you and I never script these, right? We just sort of pick a topic and we we hit record and off we go. Uh, my sense is that we've hit we've hit the the highlights. I guess one one thought that comes to mind for me for anyone who's interested in doing a bit of a deeper dive into um, the format that I described earlier um, of the, the regular meetings that we have. We we I've, I've sort of um, borrowed that uh, from uh, a uh, something called holacracy, and you might want to look into that H O L A C R A C Y. Um, and holacracy is um, is something that um, uh, again it's it's sort of more at the organizational level and ensures that the organization is functioning is functioning properly um, over the years. Some people have referred to it as GTD for teams, although they, I think that's a little bit limited in terms of metaphor. But but the uh, the format that we use is is something that's been taken from the tactical meeting format at, at holacracy. So if you want a little bit more detail, you might be able to find it there. Um, and yeah, other than that, as I say, I'm 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 pretty happy with, with what we've come up with today. What are you, what are your parting thoughts? Yeah, no, I think I think you know we've we've covered a fair bit of ground, and and the proof of it all is always in in practice. So I think you can get people as a starting point if you can get people to state their desired outcomes, ideally in advance of the meeting even happening, but uh, worst case at the start of the meeting. If you can spend a few minutes afterward or and during the meeting documenting who said they do what and and afterward just debriefing and making sure that's clear, I just think you have a much better chance of that meeting having been an effective tactical meeting that gives people what they need to go work as opposed to a nice conversation about interesting topics. And I'm amazed still at how so many 
<laughs> so many corporate meetings end up being sort of Grecian forums, you know, where you're sort of stroking your beard and wandering around in robes and and pondering rather than saying, yes, I will do that, you know, and, and I will make this happen and so forth. So anyway, here's hoping this was, yeah, go ahead. I was going to say, yeah, one of the things that is happening in the Corona world is that we are all wandering around in robes more. You see this what is I mean? true. Robes and beards. And so there you go. Maybe maybe we're getting back to the golden Grecian age, you know, and uh, maybe when we go, come to a meeting and we say, why are we all here? You know, maybe that goes to a more existential uh, place these days, as, as uh, certainly a lot of us have been forced to ponder bigger picture issues. But uh, anyway, hopefully this was useful to you guys, adding a, a bit of levity to a topic that I think has bummed, bummed some people out, as we say in California, um, giving you some, some practical ideas. Go away, talk about it with your teams, see if other people are up for these kinds of things. The more people are doing GTD in your world, naturally, the better I think your meetings are going to be, thanks to agendas and waiting fors. Uh, but even if you're the lone GTD or out there, I think you can start to drive some of this thinking into the organization to make your own life better, if nothing else. So hope that was useful. Um, as always, we we do this as a regular podcast, and we love to hear from you. So if you'd love to, if you'd like to drop us a line, info at next-action.co.uk. We do collect these, and this one uh, actually, the whole Zoom meeting thing, I think, came from from Peter. He was talking about Zoom fatigue a while ago. So there you go. We're still here. Um, and uh, and it was great, you know, to get just to kind of get his vote uh, for for this as a topic. So uh, do be in touch, and if there's anything we can do to help you with your GTD practice, obviously get in touch with us as well. If you enjoyed this, be sure to uh, subscribe. We do this podcast regularly, and our our whole associate network puts out, I think, really really great content. A lot of really great colleagues talking about different aspects of GTD, um, and a lot of people have just found it really really supportive to their practice. So do do subscribe, do be in touch, and. Uh, Meanwhile, from me, from Todd, go have some great meetings. We'll see you next time.